So today I have the honor of introducing my very good friend, Loretta Castine. Loretta is a local writer and artist. She is the author of Children of Elder Time, Speculative Stories and Poems, available on Kindle. Her other writing credits include Angels on Earth, Twisted Boulevard, and Strange Horizons. She finds inspiration in many things, but often draws on myth, folklore, and fairy tales. Recently, Loretta was nominated for a 2018 Pushcart Prize by the Science Fiction and Fantasy Poetry Association. She is an active member of Wednesday Writers, which got its start right here at All Souls, and the Shreveport Writers Club. She is also the senior editor of Florida Lit Literary Magazine, which I would be more than happy to sell you a copy of after the service. <coughs> Please join me in welcoming Loretta Casting. Jamal over and read about the topic and wonder, do I know enough about independence, interconnection, or creativity, especially to talk to others about it? Can I do this? Then I had to talk it over with my friends. What do you think? What does it mean to you? Can I do this? And if you know my friends, and some of you do, you know their answer was resounding, yes, go for it. And there you have it, independence and interconnection. But we all continue. Since I'm a writer, that means writing is my main expression of my creative spirit. But remember, during this talk, when I say writing, this references any sort of creative endeavor, whether it's visual art, dance, music, cooking, interior design, sewing, problem solving, building a better mousetrap, or constructing that perfect pyramid of charcoal depicts Alan <laughs> Whatever it is, if it's something you love doing or making, that's your creative spirit at work. Let's begin with independence. And naturally, I'll start with this one. In the early 1990s, a frustrated television writer named George R.R. R. Martin returned to writing novels. He'd spent 10 years in Hollywood writing for the small screen. Inevitably, as he said in a New York Times interview in 2011, he'd hear the same thing from the suits at the network. George, this is great. It's terrific. It's wonderful. It's a great read. Thanks. But it's three times our budget. We can't possibly make it. It's too big and too expensive. So he had to cut and trim the scenes and scale back the stories to make them fit the budget, the limits of television production at the time, and the demands of producers and executives. It wasn't until Martin decided to work independently without constraints on his creativity at all that he was able to produce what has become, maybe arguably, the most successful high fantasy series of books since The Lord of the Rings. 
There also happened to come along an HBO television series from the books that you may have heard of called Game of Thrones. So just imagine, if George R.R. R. Martin hadn't broken away from the limits set for him, we may have never seen a horizon turn black with a horde of Dothraki blood riders being led into battle by the meddler of dragons atop her beloved Drogon. And all the game of people who don't watch Game of Thrones right now are going, what? This is where. And all the Game of Thrones people are going, yeah! Winter is coming. Balaam, oh goodness. Okay. Thought I was going to get a call and response and talk later about that. Winter is here in November. Winter is here in November, yes. But for those of us who are not writing epic high fantasy, independence may just come down to meaning something much simpler yourself and time to explore what's inside of you. Lou Dorfman, a graphic designer who spent 40 years at CBS, said, Creativity is essential in a lonely art, an even lonelier struggle, to some a blessing, to others a curse. It is, in reality, the ability to reach inside yourself and drag forth from your very soul an idea. You didn't get that part? You drag an idea from your soul, your mind, and no one else's. Julia Cameron, who wrote one of the seminal books on creativity, and others, of course, but her uh, thing she's probably most, most known for is The Artist's Way, from which I'll be drawing heavily this morning, says, Art lies in the moment of encounter. We meet ourselves and we meet our self-expression. We become original because we become something specific, an origin from which work flows. So many artists deal with the fear of being unoriginal, of not being different enough. Well, it's all been done before, we tell ourselves. But what Cameron is saying here is that whatever we create, because it comes from a unique individual, is inherently original and new, because it comes from a unique individual. Because what you create from your mind, heart, and soul has never been done before because you have never created it before. Naturally, Neil Gaiman says it better than I ever could. The one thing that you have that nobody else has is you. Your voice, your mind, your story, your vision. So write, draw, build, play, dance, and live as only you. This doesn't mean that artists should never monetize their work, get paid, never write to theme or take commissions. It only means that if you do have parameters set on your work by others, I hope and wish for you to be able to set aside some time for wild creativity, unfettered by the expectations and demands of others. That's how you get to the really, really good stuff. And finding a way of getting to the good stuff can be difficult sometimes. And so another aspect of independence and creativity means I'm allowed. And sometimes that means truly giving permission to myself to think and create. Knowing that the time I spend thinking, daydreaming, practicing, failing, deleting every word I've written over two hours is all part of my creative process. And claiming that time for myself is essential for my soul work. I'm not a happy person when I don't take 
or have or make the time to be creative and considering everyone else's crazy, busy, busyness of life. You thought we're not either. And in those quiet times, or sometimes even frantic times of creativity, there also comes with it a feeling of connection to something larger than myself. Julia Cameron calls this connection tapping into the great creator, which she calls God. But as she says in an artist's way, others may call it flow, the mind, capital M, the universe, the source, a higher power, goddess, all of which is shorthand for creative energy. She continues, for many of us, thinking of it as a form of spiritual electricity has been a very useful jumping off place. The poet, philosopher, and artist William Blake fervently believed that his creativity flowed directly from God, and not only that, but is God. Blake wrote, this world of imagination is the world of eternity. It is the divine ism. Julia Cameron says, we are the instrument more than the author of our work. She thinks we should learn to accept the possibility that the universe is helping you with what you are doing. Become willing to see the hand of God and accept it as a friend's offer to help. Try to remember that God is the great artist and artists like other artists. Which leads us to other people. Because there does come a time when the writer, artist, any creator really, must leave the quiet corner of the coffee shop, the attic, the office, the studio, or even the solitude of your own mind. You just do. There is a greater world out there, and you will have to connect with it eventually. Alas, even creatives must order a sandwich, pay the light bill, or even have a regular job. Because really, what is all this creativity for? To what end? And here's the question. Does art require an audience? In his piece, What is Literature?, the French philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre addressed the question of whether or not writing needs a reader, an audience. And you know, this rabbit hole is really deep. Um, down to Sartre and 18th century existentialists. Mm-hmm. Sartre said a reader, while he reads, he creates. That is, the reader-observer takes in what the artist has created and processes it through his own or her own brain filters, biases, beliefs, prejudices, preferences, even capabilities, and so on. And in doing so, the the reader creates his own version of the work. So what one person reads or experiences is unique to that individual. Because think about it. Even if there is agreement between some people about a piece of writing or art, there is always sure to be a voice of dissent saying, no, 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 that's not what that was about at all. And thus, the English department was born. (laughs) In fact, Sartre believed that the relationship between writer and reader was a collaboration that the work itself wasn't completely realized without the connection between writer and reader. He argued, without a reader, the piece itself is incomplete. So chew on that a little while if you're still hiding your right, your work, under a bushel. Some writers call this relationship between writer and reader magic. Stephen King calls it telepathy. 
Something leaves his brain and reaches through time and space via little squiggles on white paper to connect with your brain years, even decades later, and a world away. Down through the ages, artists have reached through the limits of time, across the threshold of death itself, to entertain and touch, to teach, inspire, heal, console, anything you can think of, writing has done. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that an incredible gift? Isn't that holy? Creativity draws from us the best of ourselves, and in those special instances, connects with someone else who can say, yes, me too, I understand, I get, I get you, I see you. There's a hilarious meme out of the internet that I only just found is a quote from a book called Cutter's Hope by A.J. Down, and it goes like this. When you find people who not only tolerate your quirks, but celebrate them with glad cries of me too, be sure to cherish them because those weirdos are your tribe. I'm lucky enough to have found my tribe, a writing group that meets weekly. We gather, we talk, we enjoy refreshments. No one ever knows what anyone else is bringing. Our little potlucks are always a surprise. And there is always enough. But most of all, we write, and oftentimes we share, and we cry, and laugh, and are amazed sometimes at the raw and honest emotions and stories that can emerge from 10 minutes of free writing on a topic or two we don't always love or even really want to write about. Then after an hour, or sometimes three, we leave to return to our individual and independent pursuits. But the connections keep us coming back. The affirmations, encouragement, feedback, critiques, advice, and suggestions you receive from well-intentioned, always feel sure of that aspect, fellow creators will be invaluable to your work. And I haven't even talked much about collaboration, which I found through helping produce a little publication called Fleur de Lit Literary Magazine, which is a special kind of magic all its own. So do what you can to find your people, your tribe. They really are out there and they want to help. And I'm guessing they need you as much as you need them. And just one side note about criticism and yes, rejection. Because when you put your work out there, it's inevitable that you receive both. Consider critiques, think about them, but don't let that stop you or change you too much. And as far as rejection, take the fact that I'm standing here alive as proof that rejection won't kill you. I've been doing this 20 years. Just as it didn't kill Dr. Seuss or J.K. Rowling or any other artist you care to mention, rejection does sting, but the wound isn't fatal, and you have to press on with your soul work. In conclusion, I leave you with a quote from Elizabeth Gilbert from her latest book, Big Magic. Um, you may know that name from uh, her more well-known book called Eat, Pray, Love. But she says, if you're alive, you are a creative person. You and I and everyone you know are descended from tens of thousands of years of makers, decorators, tinkerers, storytellers, dancers, explorers, 
fiddlers, drummers, builders, growers, problem solvers, and embellishers. These are our common ancestors. They are all makers. Your creativity is way older than you are. Way older than any of us. Now go and make something. And here's me again. And after you make something, don't forget to share it with the rest of us. And when you find yourself asking, what do I know? What do I have to say? Can I do this? I hope that you remember that the answer is always a resounding yes. Go for it.